from my experience with self-employed individuals and business owners is self-employment retirement accounts are so highly underutilized. Like they're chasing yeah. all those sexy strategies on TikTok. And there's like this really great opportunity sitting right in front of them. Justin Green is the founder of Assist FP, a registered investment advisor in the state of Massachusetts. Colton Etherton is a financial advisor and founder of Out of the Office Planning, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. This podcast is for informational purpose only and is not advice. All opinions expressed by the host or their guests are solely theirs and do not reflect Assist FP or Out of the Office Planning. Talk to your advisor if you have any questions. What's up, Colton? How's it going? Good, Justin. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Excited to hop on and record. It's been a couple weeks with you out mm-hmm. on the West Coast. Uh, we've had a hard time catching up so i'm excited to get you on here i've got a really good question that came in um okay. i don't have a lot of context it's it's a very simple question but it's one of mm-hmm. those it depends answers so um i want to throw this at you and and just kind of riff on it together and, and see what we could come up with but the question was i've got some extra cash in the bank what should i do with it and that's Ooh. all i've got i don't have any other context so okay I think we'll treat this almost as like We'll just go through the the natural order of operations, kind of, mm-hmm. of like, here's where you should start. And if, you know, kind of go from there. Yeah. How's that sound? Sounds good. That sounds good. Um, cool. No other information, so I can't even ask clarifying questions. Um, nope. All right. <laughs> uh, I mean, the first thing I would do, of course, is get an emergency fund set up, right? Six months, probably, uh, maybe a little longer if they're a business owner, depending on, you know, type of business and all that stuff as well. So yeah. emergency fund, six mm-hmm. to 12 months. I agree with you there. Maybe a little bit longer if you're a business owner. Mm-hmm. To clarify, an emergency fund is like one month would be what do you need to live off of baseline, right? Like not all yeah. the extras, not the going out, the entertainment, the et cetera, just straight up. What are your needs, your bills, your your rent or mortgage, your um, utilities, payment, et cetera? Utilities. Yeah. Yep. The things that you have to pay, what is that? And so you should understand that number. You need to know what that number is to be able to calculate this. And then just having six, maybe up to 12 months, if you're a business owner or if you're a single individual sitting in the bank account, you know, a lot of people, they try and they want to know like, where should I put this, this emergency fund? Like it's just sitting here. It's not growing. Where should I invest it? And you shouldn't, right? Because you need it to be there in the event of a rainy day. You need it to be accessible and it's not supposed to grow. Like, I mean, it'll get a little bit of interest, but the whole point of this account is not growth. And so I just wanted to kind of throw that in there, let them know, like, this isn't like, if you don't have this, this is where your cash should be going right now. Like that's the first step. So if you've got that, if you've kind of figured out what that, you know, six to 12 month mark is for you, what you're comfortable with, it's really kind of a gut feeling. Uh, Mm -hmm. What are you most comfortable with? Uh, Then we kind of move on to the next one. Yeah, I agree. And I think I think that is really the most important place to start because oftentimes when people ask this question, right, of like I have extra cash, what should I do with it? They want to jump straight into investing and doing something else, right? Without having these other steps that we're going to talk about in place. Um, and I think sometimes that scares them away from investing in the long run too, right? Because they put that money that should be the emergency fund in some kind of investment. Um, and then they had nothing when the emergency hit. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I put my rent money for, you know, next month in this investment (laughs) account and then it dipped now and I need it, you know, uh, and then investing is viewed as, as risky. Um, yeah, they haven't earned the right to invest yet. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and all right, so emergency fund, I think next, uh, if there's debt, high interest debt, to pay that off. So I'm thinking, you know, credit cards, personal loans, something like that. Not necessarily, you know, car and, and other debts, unless, I mean, unless you have a really high car loan, but hopefully that's not the case. Do you have uh, a threshold of what you're looking at? Like what determines high, high interest? High? Um, I don't know, maybe over 10%. What would you say? Yeah. Uh, eight to 10. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm usually thinking about it around anywhere between eight to 10% because the way I look at that is now you're starting to uh, outpace like an average return in the S and P 500 over the long mm -hmm. term. So yep. it's like, you can't even make the argument of like, well, this money is better used in, you know, putting it into the market and letting it grow. Like that argument's completely off the table. So usually anywhere between eight to 10, and then just depending on the amount of debt that they're carrying and like their comfort level with the mm -hmm. debt. Um, and also like I do take into account, you know, what's the monthly cash flow payments, not just the, the interest, but mm -hmm. anywhere, yeah, anywhere eight to 10%, I'm, I'm like, Hey, let's, let's cut this out because that's the only really the only place you can get like a guaranteed ROI. And when yep. you look at it that yep. way, right. Is like, you know, if you've got a 15% or let's say like a 25% credit card, <laughs> if you've got a balance on there, putting money towards that balance, you're guaranteed 25% on that money. You like, can't yep. do you. There's nowhere else you can go and get a guaranteed ROI on your money. Mm -hmm. Um, at that level, I mean, a, a savings account, you could get whatever they're promising, you know, high yield savings, you get maybe like four to 5%, yep. but yeah, it's just, it's an easy decision at that level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I want to, I, I want to touch on this too, because I feel like sometimes people reverse these where they want to pay the debt first and then start saving right in like an emergency fund or something. Emergency fund. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to get that emergency fund first because often what happens if you do it the other way, uh, you know, you pay off the debt, you're all excited, but then an oh shit moment happens and you go right back to having to use the card because you don't have that emergency fund set up. So it may, it may suck to see, you know, that interest growing a little bit while you're building the emergency fund. But uh, I think it's the, typically the smarter way to do it to avoid getting in that cycle, if that makes sense. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, anyone listening, you know, we understand the math. Like, that's not the mathematical way to do it, right? Because mm -hmm. technically, the math would say pay off the credit cards um, because of the high interest rate, et cetera. So we're I mean, not looking you at, want to look at math over the long term. And then you look at the math of getting in that cycle over and over. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you so know? you got to look at the behavior. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, now, I, I may differ from you a little bit in the sense that sometimes I will say maybe get a little bit of a smaller emergency fund so like you know mm -hmm. rather than six to 12 months i might say hey let's get those three months and then let's tackle one of these like high interest cards and mm -hmm. then we'll build it back up to six months and then we'll tackle something else so i might go I back and forth a little that. bit if I you're doing it on your that. yeah if you're doing it on your own then it might just be easier to concentrate and focus on on one thing at a time mm -hmm. um, but if you have someone that's holding you accountable it's a little bit easier to kind of switch back and forth and mm -hmm. kind of stay on target without you know really um kind of getting in the way of of the the ultimate goal yeah i think my only pushback on that would be depending on the person's career right if, if you're self-employed income's more fluctuating maybe I wouldn't want to go that route if you're like, I don't know, a nurse or, you know what I mean? Someone with it's typically a more steady job 
then for sure, then that definitely makes sense. Yeah, the uh, reason a business owner needs that higher emergency fund is because you know cash flow is unsteady; it's up and down. It's mm-hmm. you know it's you have a good launch this month, next month's crickets. You know you just don't know what's going to happen, and so you definitely need that longer runway just to one keep you in business and and mm-hmm. two kind of reduce your overall stress level. So I'm with you on that. I, I would agree if if you're a business owner, yeah. It, it, you, you want to have that cash, you know, cash is good for business owners. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. there's a, there's obviously like that Goldilocks amount of, you know, what's, what's right. What's, you know, what's too hot, too cold. Yep, um, yep. I see a lot of coaches who they, like, they don't want to keep any cash. And I'm like, no, nah, you're going to need that someday. Like things are good right now, yeah. but business is cyclical. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, okay. So we have emergency fund. We've got paying off high interest debt. Um, what do you have next on your list after that? So, so this is one that I think probably wouldn't be on most lists, but I think you really have to think about it before you go and like, you know, after this one, we're going to probably talk about investing the cash, right? I think that's where mm-hmm. we're probably headed here. But yeah. before you do that, I think the last thing to consider is, do you have any short-term goals in the next, say, zero to five years, right? Are you planning mm-hmm. on buying a house? Do you need to buy a car? Um, are you starting a business? Like, do you have a need for cash that you're going to need to withdraw in the next zero to five years that it's not a smart idea to put it into the market, the stock market and expose it to volatility because the worst time to, to take money out of the stock market is when you need it and the market's down. Right. And so in the short term, you and I both know it's really hard to predict where the stock market's going to be. And so this is uh, th- that's why I put short term goals kind of before we mm-hmm. start talking about investing, because I, I think a lot of people tend to forget about that. And then they're like, Oh, I need to buy a house where am i gonna get the money from it's like ah, yeah probably shouldn't have invested that yep yeah i agree with that a hundred percent i actually i had a, a conversation with a client recently about that where you know we're, we're not focusing on the retirement account just yet because there's some more short-term goals in that zero to five range um of years and you know i'm like if we're not if, we're, if we plan to use that money in that time frame it doesn't make sense to put it you know, in something, uh, invested in something. And that goes back to what we said earlier too, about people kind of jumping to getting into investing before having these other things in place. Um, you know, we briefly talked about, uh, time horizon and it's like, if you, yeah, zero to five years, if you're going to use that money for anything, typically better to put it in, in like high yield savings than, than investment. Cause it's always going to happen. And as soon as you need that money, you're going to go in there to get it out, you know, sell the investment. And that's, that's when it dips. And and now you're short. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I don't remember if we actually mentioned this, but a high yield savings account would be good for your emergency fund as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would actually open another one, just a separate one to put any short term goals money in there. Or mm-hmm. if you use like Ally Bank, they allow you to like just manage it with buckets. So visually, you can see like, okay, X amount is for my emergency fund. X amount is for my house, my car, my you know business fund, whatever it is. Um, and that way, just like visually, you can compartmentalize like the two different accounts and why there's you know different money because it's easy if you log in. You're like, oh, I've got a hundred thousand in cash. I only need like you know thirty thousand for you know my emergency fund. But it's like yeah, but seventies for that goal. So. Mm-hmm. Um, once you like, once these three steps are taken care of, I think you've you built a pretty good foundation. And you, um, I forget, I don't remember who said this, but I love it. But like, you've earned the right to invest now. Mm-hmm. Yep, 
Yeah, I, li- I like that a lot. Um, so next, after that, once we start to invest, I think there's two routes we can go. And I think, one, it depends on the situation. And two, it depends on the person's goals, right? Because we can go retirement account, which I think a lot of people will will likely go towards first. Mm-hmm. Or we could go brokerage account. And I would only argue that first if the goal was more flexibility rather than long-term investing for retirement. Yeah, these ones definitely, that's kind of what I have for four and five. And they can go back and forth mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, thinking of this in terms of the bus- of a, like a business owner, which is who I tend to work with the most, Yep, I tend to lean towards some type of retirement account because now we're also looking at how do we reduce some of your taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from my experience with self-employed individuals and business owners, is self-employment retirement accounts are so highly underutilized. Like they're chasing yeah. all those sexy strategies on TikTok. And there's like this really great opportunity sitting right in front of them. And so I tend to lean to that one at number four. And then the mm-hmm. fifth, um, like the next step is that like brokerage account for flexibility in the future. Reality is this could be like four dash five. Like you could be doing both at the same time, like a little bit yeah. to retirement and then a little bit to like that future flexibility account. So they, I definitely agree with you. They could be, they could be interchanged here, but now is like the time. Like, I think we agree like, okay, now it's time. Like if you want to grow, if you want to build wealth, you can't just leave your money in cash. Like you yeah. have to invest it. And now's the time to really start figuring out what is your goal. And then, then you can determine like the type of account to invest that money in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, yeah. Self-employment. I, I, I think you're right. Definitely take a look at the retirement accounts. Taxes probably more top of mind in that situation. Um, yeah. I like this, man. I think, I think wrapping it up with those two is really the best way. And you, just move them however you want, you know, or do both at the same time. Because at yeah, this point, you're probably not contributing to, you know, you're likely not contributing to the emergency fund. It's done. Maybe a short-term goal, you know, if you're still trying to, like, do that a little bit. Um, but, yeah, you have some cash flow to kind of balance between the two based on what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, honestly, this the key point is to make sure you actually invest the money, right? Because we could probably do an entire yeah. episode on, like, the order of investment accounts, like start with a Roth and then do this and then do that. Mm-hmm. And we could do that. But the reality is, is like certain accounts are better for certain goals. But at the end of the day, they're all just accounts. When you add yeah. money to the account, you then have to purchase investments. And that is a step that I do see get missed quite often. All the time. So I just want to clarify. Yeah. Whether it's like a self-employed retirement account or brokerage account, or even I've seen that rare but i have seen it in you know like company 401ks where there's not like a default investment option Um, that is more rare because they often will default you but i've I've seen it i've seen it as well yeah and it's like man this money's been sitting here for for five years and (laughs) not doing anything um so yeah make sure you take that step too. get that money invested if you're contributing you know uh consistently which most people that's where we're at here is you should, you should be contributing consistently. If you want to help reach your goals, uh, make sure that money gets invested because it's a real bummer to look at an account and see that it's not actually doing anything over the last few years. Um, 
and some places do do that automatically, which makes it easy and takes that uh, work off your plate. Yeah, that's all I've got. That's that's what I would do with extra cash. Having no other context in this situation, mm-hmm. I would take a look at those and kind of run through that list and just check it off. And it's kind of like you know a video game in the sense of their levels, right? Once you pass level one, you go on to level two, you pass that. Think about your short-term goals, you pass that. And then yeah, four and five can be interchangeable. But uh, if you're sitting on some extra cash, run through that list and uh you know hopefully you'll put that money to use and start growing it and building wealth for the future yep absolutely cool thanks colton appreciate it thanks justin see you are you enjoying the new intentional profits podcast if so go ahead leave us a five-star review and a written review and let us know what you think